a passage from Savitri. I know it's a class on the life divine. <laughs> I can't resist the temptation of reading from Savitri in the andaz of Savitri, the gospel of delight that Shurabindu is uh, revealing to us through the passages of the life divine. And it's important to emphasize it again and again because when we lost this gospel of delight, which at one point of time was there, as very much a part of Sanatan Dharma, because of which we see so many rich and varied activities in every sphere. Even from the most material things, colors, food, uh, of course, look at the temple carvings, look at music, dance, drama, war, the kind of war practices, everything, everywhere, education, this idea of a manifold delight in creation, and we lost it when the spell of Mayavad came and we'll talk about that after a while. And this led to the downfall because uh, suddenly all was illusion, all became otherworldly. The West caught it from the other end. That other end means that pleasure, joy. Pleasure and joy is not delight. But at least if you take joy in life, you may end up discovering. <laughs> but if you negate life, if you completely... Uh, blank it out then there is very little chance because one has a priori declared this world to be nothing but a place of suffering <clears throat> this is from page 630 in Savitri a hidden bliss is at the root of things a mute delight regards times countless works to house God's joy in things, space gave wide room. To house God's joy in self, our souls were born. What a marvelous line. This universe, an old enchantment guards. Its objects are carved cups of world delight. Everything that we call as objects, material things, Carved cups of world delight. The all the all wonderful has packed heaven with his dreams. He has made blank ancient space his marvel house. He spilled his spirit into matters, signs. His fires of grandeur burn in the great sun. He glides through heaven, shimmering in the moon. His beauty caroling in the fields of sound. He chants the stanzas of the odes of wind. So many types of just the sounds of wind. I am not sure if there are more ragas. I am not competent to say that. But so many varieties. And if you add to it the music of the chirping of birds and all the sounds that exist in nature. His silence watching in the stars at night. He wakes at dawn and calls from every bow. Something which we miss when we go out from India. Now even in India you miss it. This chirping of the birds calls from every bow. Who is calling? Bliss is calling us. Lies stunned in the stone and dreams in flower and tree. Even in this labor and dolor of ignorance, on the hard, perilous ground of difficult earth, in spite of death and evil circumstance, 
A will to live persists. A joy to be. What marvelous lines these are. They are like tonic. A real tonic for the soul. And he doesn't stop there. He goes on. There is a joy in all that meets the sense. A joy in all experience of the soul. A joy in evil and a joy in good. A joy in virtue and a joy in sin. Indifferent to the threat of karmic law, joy dares to grow upon forbidden soil. Its sap runs through the plant and flowers of pain. It thrills with the drama of fate and tragic doom. There are actually, it is regarded as one of the rasas, Sophocles and some other, you know, who have made a rasa out of tragedy. People enjoy that. Laila Majno and things, stories like that. It thrills with the drama of fate and tragic doom. It tears its food from sorrow and ecstasy. On danger and difficulty, wets its strength. Again, story of Prithviraj Chauhan. On danger and difficulty, wets its strength. It wallows with the reptile and the worm and lifts its head an equal of the stars. It shares the fairy's dance, dines with the gnome, it basks in the light and heat of many suns, the sun of beauty and the sun of power. Flatter and foster it with golden beams. It grows towards the titan and the god. He continues... This is so important. We have completely lost it. And there are consequences. That's why it's important. So people often nowadays, uh, problem of alcohol, drugs, all this is increasing. And people are trying to find uh, what are the means. Because we have moved away from that delight. I'll give one example, glaring example. And it is Punjab. Today's Punjab is so much drug issue is so rampant actually people are not aware so much drug issues and why it has come because the original teaching of the Sikh gurus what was it very simply remember God Nam Japkarun Simran Dusra second thing was Kiratkar perform your actions and want to share with all perform selfless actions and if one does that, even this much, selfless action. Of course, if one can do action for the divine, it totally liberates us. But even actions done selflessly, sharing with all, Sanja Chula, all these things were there. And remember God, these three simple mantras given by the great gurus completely turned away from that into extremely narrow, hard ideology. Not even an ideology. Completely falsehood. So what happened? They lost contact with their own soul. And then of course, whenever we lose contact with our soul, when we drop into a hole, into a pit of darkness, who is waiting there? All these beings. Come, 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 come. You are one of us. And then they give drugs, alcohol, and then you completely change yourself into another. It's That's how the hostile forces work. What is the remedy? Remedy is to bring back the glory of the great gurus. There is no other remedy. Otherwise it is doomed. 
whatever you may do if you bring back that glory that way of life by glory i don't mean uh, <laughs> beating drums and demanding a separate state by bringing back that noble great idea of being selfless of doing selfless service truly selfless service not for advertisement anything it is so liberating why because suddenly we open doors to joy the narrower we become the less happy we are and therefore we need artificial things parties for example who to, who goes for party is not happy being at home <laughs> so wants to rush to parties why because home is not a place where you find happiness so you rush to parties and the more you rush to party and we see why this happening in a civilization where outer success money all this because it makes you extremely selfish a kind of competitive capitalism which shrivindo says is not the future just as the, this kind of communism is also not the future what it teaches you it teaches you that survival of the fittest so everybody is running for himself and therefore he gets cut off from the great current of life this is the lesson india had it message we grow up like that any of us who have seen uh, sorry for being a bit passionately emotional <laughs> you make chapatis even in a ordinary household you give to dharti mata and crow and cow and uh, then to you put put it before god and then what it teaches very simply life is not just for yourself and it is so beautiful worship of the tree and plant and snakes and everything cat and dogs and everything it made you feel connected in the depths with this whole creation but suddenly a wave came scientific materialism matter is all you must acquire more and more money more and more but it will give you joy and somewhere we lost ourselves in that gospel why we lost because of mayavad life was too pessimistic this is a way suffering sorrow somehow go back so when this came that power which you know as i was saying sikh gurus guru gobind singh how they fought with shivaji and all this we lost so it fell so a field which was full of people were not strong like buddha to arrive but they picked that part oh life is full of suffering even when everything is fine if you ask a data analysis is your life really full of suffering no no i mean in general life is full of suffering so you had option either between an otherworldliness very difficult for human nature or material enjoyment plus a little satsang and therefore register your name in uh, seat to nirvana and this became the way of life so now the true sanatan dharma it is emerging because it is the only thing it's only if we say that this creation is an act of delight can we really understand that why in spite of everything man sticks on and stays on and if we only understand that this is an act of delight can we really evolve and grow happily joyously through the sunlit path so we come back to <laughs> the life divine and just read a couple of passages before we go further page 117 so again as i said repeatedly shrubindu says that it's because of the ego that we lose this delight and as 
yesterday we were saying a child naturally has it till somebody comes clicks a picture for bbc and says you are bukananga oh my god and then compares with some if outer things could give you happiness then a dog in an air conditioned car wearing a nice suit would be the happiest person but poor fellow can't even bark at will so <laughs> anyways so the full liberation can come to us only by a similar liberation in all our parts what is this he is speaking of since the nature of suffering is a failure of the consciousness in us to meet the shocks of existence and a consequent shrinking and contraction and its root is an inequality of that receptive and possessing force due to our self limitation by egoism so this is the problem of course pain is also a defense mechanism at a certain point of time we have to safeguard our individuality that's why it is said the first dharma is that but it's not the last dharma to safeguard yourself to preserve yourself when there is an onslaught to save yourself is the first dharma but if that becomes the last dharma then there is a problem so it is because of ignorance of a true self of sachidananda the elimination of suffering must first proceed by the substitution of titiksha so first step is titiksha what is that the facing enduring and conquest of all shocks of existence that is the first thing we learn in the ashram mother is there but people are there and <laughs> departments are there and you have no choice to change you can't just say i don't like this company i am going elsewhere <laughs> i'll get more money there no titiksha and no jugupsa you can't say oh, i am not going because this is a training in consciousness one day you begin to love i have seen this if you continue after some time you begin to love because you realize the deeper truth and the deeper truth is is one family a family connected through the aspiration everybody is come with because of this aspiration but in the beginning the ego steps in with ideas idealism mental sentimental ideas and you cannot you start looking at things through these lens you cannot bear the contact of the world and therefore you transit but if you stay then a deeper well of love springs and despite all the differences you embrace each other as whether we use the word guru bandhu or whatever and this is an experience which is so beautiful in itself and everybody gets this experience here who stay on and stick on as it was called in the ashram parlance stay on and stick on so titiksha the facing and during and conquest of all shocks of existence so that's why in indian thought it was taken as that whatever be your fate learn to face it because when you face you grow in strength you grow in wisdom but if you want to run away try this route that route that thing will pursue you because there is a message there is a lesson it will come one way or the other the second is for jugupsa the shrinking and contraction by this endurance and conquest we proceed to an equality which may be either an equal indifference to all contacts or an equal gladness in all contacts 
So what is to be avoided is jugupsa. That's why in the Isha Upanishad there is a phrase. How do you know that this person has realized the self? Another. Markers are very interesting. Yesterday we knew that such a person is full of delight, rasa inside, attracting bees like flower. Second is he is ever engaged in the good of the world. Sarva bhuta hite rata. These are the two signs that Kenopanishad tells us as well as we see in the Gita. Gita gives sarva bhuta hite rata. That is good enough. So who will be, who is, doesn't need anything from the world. Only such a person can be engaged in the good of all creatures. Because he is happy inside. He doesn't want this or that. And third is things will come to him automatically. All the good automatically because he is the center. And now we see another sign in Isha Upanishad. Tatra ko moha ka shoka ekatva manupashata and before that tato na vijugupsate. He shrinks from nothing. Whether it be battle and toil, whether it be leading the life of an so-called, in our ignorance, ordinary humanity, where God is best concealed, or governing the worlds, he is equal in that. He does not shrink. No, I will not do this. I can't do that. That's another training one gets in the ashram. To learn to do all things with equal joy, with equal, not like I am this or I am that. Your all other identities are taken away. You can't live with the, oh, I was doing this when I was in the world. If you stay like that, gone. You get a new identity and that's the only identity worth having. That one is a child of the Divine Mother. All other identity cards vanish. So, Jugupsa has to go away. How can it go? Either equal indifference to all contacts. What does it matter? So, one way that one can practice it, that's my goal. That's where I have to go. What this X says or Y says or X doesn't say or Y doesn't say, whether somebody praises, somebody does not or condemns or criticizes, how does it matter? I have to go there. This is one way one becomes indifferent to everything else. Or equally glad. So when somebody praises, you are glad, but not in the way, ah, I am being praised. He doesn't know. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> when somebody criticizes equally, take if it is, it has a meaning in it, good, I can make a progress when I discover something. So one is happy. And if one cannot uh, see any truth in that, then it's okay, just smile. Be glad. It's okay. And sometimes you also feel compassion. There are people who are always indulging in criticizing others. What a horrible occupation, you know, God has given. The titans have to swallow the bitter poison. Poor fellows. That's all you can feel, you know. There are some who have this self-appointed job. They will criticize every... You tell them, look how I am wearing a nice dress. So they say, yeah, but looks not very... uh, Something or the other. And he'll <laughs> puncture your... Smile at life. That's why the sign of psychic emergence is a smile at all things was its master movement. Everything you smile. It's not is. Uh, it comes from that uh, touching that core of delight. Which is all bliss for the ego consciousness which enjoys and suffers. The Satchit consciousness may be transcendent of the universe and aloof from it 
and to this state of distant bliss the path is equal indifference if you really want to go into the beyond and mud then equal indifference you go your way ultimately you mud there the delight is held inside if you touch and reach that then you get that delight see shivindu is actually reminding us of a phrase from the gita that's why you know he is she krishna has come back no so he must say the same thing in a different way i'll tell you where she krishna says this so it is the path of the ascetic or the sachidananda consciousness may be at once transcendent and universal and to this state of present and all embracing bliss the path is surrender and loss of the ego in the universal and possession of an all pervading equal delight it is the path of the ancient vedic sages now we remember that phrase where arjun asks shri krishna he says uh, you just said that even those who are seeking only after knowledge in the ascetic way they also come to me but at the same time you are teaching me the path of surrender and nishkam karma in the world which is better <laughs> he asked the same question shri krishna says of course it's a hurried state <laughs> so he says look here both will come to me but the difference is when an ascetic cuts himself off becomes indifferent to everything and comes to me his path is pantha duratya poor fellow is joyless he is struggling he is uh, he has to get rid of every companion everything on the way it's not easy he is climbs by his own effort and falls the monkey path baby monkey but the other path i am telling you you will climb in a glad way you will be happy why because i'll walk with you sachidanand embracing and enveloping so he says ki you can choose if you want to go in a joyless way it's okay but this is the path i am recommending to you the mother also speaks about it shri ramakrishna speaks about it and shobindu speaks about the sunlit path where difficulties will come but with that state of inner gladness and that's why shri krishna hints yoga is not done by with a despondent heart it is done by a glads in a glad state so this what we see here shobindu is uh, shri krishna is speaking again in a new form and with a new format he has come because he has to tell things which he could not tell arjun he hinted at them but arjun asked once later on can you tell me all that i have forgotten <laughs> he says <laughs> what kind of a creature are you i told it in a super conscious state i can't come back to it again but i'll tell laserly so there is a second geeta in yudhishthir's code but it's not the same that power and impact what he did not say is don't worry i have heard your prayer i'll come back and i'll come back and write and type and give it now to all my children so that they can refer again and again but he didn't know children have also graduated they'll buy the books and keep in the shelf and be happy to look at them see i have sure in those books so <laughs> between god and man there is a struggle going on who will ultimately <laughs> get the better of the person the answer is obvious of course god okay if now the question of questions if it then be asked why the one existence should take delight in such a movement why is playing this chupan chupai for some time there is a joy but after some time why this game 
The answer lies in the fact that all possibilities are inherent in its infinity and that the delight of existence in its mutable becoming, not in its immutable being, lies precisely in the variable realization of its possibilities. This is the first answer. All possibilities, including shrinking. And you see, I recently heard of something and it filled my heart with a deep sorrow at one level. But very soon, I could see the other part. In schools, children, they carry phone, they watch horror movies and they, are, they enjoy and the teachers also feel it's cool to watch horror movies. We can imagine that, you know, what is going on and I know some of them, how they develop deep depression and they, these movies are being made. They watch all this really dark and I don't know, I don't have words to describe its content. All kinds of weirdest, pervert things. But then, this too is there, this extreme opposite. Cruelty, complete negation of love. That's what Sri Aurobindo says, cruelty is farthest from the divine. And various forms of cruelty we inflict upon each other. Cruelty is not just taking a gutta and running after somebody, that's still okay. Because you can escape or if you are a Tamil film hero, you can give back. That's still okay. <laughs> but cruelty through words, through actions, through speech, God knows in so many ways. Cruelty that we inflict, that is farthest from the divine. And yet, this possibility exists in the infinite of completely turning back upon its infinity. So, it has to be exhausted. That's how Shubindu describes in the vision of science that after science is marching and the goddess of religion has been thrown away. So, uh, before going, religion tells, because there is a third spirit waiting. So, religion tells science, thou thinkest term and end for thee are not Though thy pride is great, thou hast forgot these things that wait for thee beside the way. All questions thou mayest answer but one day. Her question shall await thee, that reply for they who cannot die. She slays them and their mangled bodies lie upon the highways of eternity. Therefore, if thou wouldst live, religion is telling science that I am going away. But you must know that why I am going away, there is a question you will also be asked. Therefore, if thou wouldst live, answer first this one thing. Who art thou in this dungeon laboring? Who are you? Scientists trying to discover who are you? And then Shurabindu is a touch of humor. This is what we are referring to. He says, and I saw a marvel before my eyes. The infinite denying his infinity. You tell a scientist, you are, no, 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 I am that finite particle, that small little boson. At least now they are calling it God particle to give comfort. (laughs) And we are believing they have found God. That's more foolish. (laughs) Just because somebody calls it God particle doesn't mean, (laughs) doesn't mean. (laughs) But yes, God is in every particle, even in electron. Shiva in his fiery chariot rides. So, this is the first reason, because infinite means all possibilities. And the possibility worked out here in the universe of which we are a part begins from the concealment of Satchidananda. So among the many possibilities in many worlds that he has created, one of them is hiding himself in completely self-oblivion. And for this he chose the mightiest of the spirits. 
That's how it is said. Earth is the chosen place of mightiest souls. For that he picked up, as they say, no, for, what was that, uh, where they went into the border and uh, there was a movie on that, Yuri, Uri. So just ask them, why are you going, you may die, all this. They take joy in that. Courage, for that he chose the mightiest souls. Though somebody comes and tells her, no, 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 it's a mistake, God made a mistake, run away. But earth is the chosen place of mightiest soul. Even gods don't uh, have that guts, if I may say, to take a human form. So this is the uh, beauty and greatness. Here the possibility that is being worked out is the most difficult. That divine completely is concealing himself. In heavens, he is somewhere known. In the titanic worlds, he is expressing himself as force. But here neither force, nor knowledge, nor bliss, everything, nothing. You start with the helplessness of, of a child and then you grow. So this is what is being taking place. And then he says that what happens in the process of involution, he will describe at great length later on. So we will just touch upon it. Infinite delight loses itself in the appearance of an insensible matter and emerges in the appearance of a discordant rhythm of varied pain, pleasure and neutral feeling, love, hatred and indifference. And yet it is there. In the stone it is there. In the metal it is there. You can come in touch with it. The metals, when you look at it, you feel that joy. It is there in everything. All that is needed is just a little touch to bring it out. Man, the individual, has to become and to live as a universal being. This is what is required. His limited mental consciousness has to widen to the superconscient unity in which each embraces all. This is the lesson that we are taught in a commune. Each embraces all. His narrow heart has to learn the infinite embrace and replace its lusts and discords by universal love. And his restricted vital being to become equal to the whole shock of the universe upon it and capable of universal delight. Not that, no, no, I won't do this, I can't, touchy, touchy, whatever is called. No. You should be able to drink the fires as if it is water. This is what Sanatan Dharma was. And see how Sharvinda is bringing it out in such a wonderful way. We should not be afraid of anything, afraid of death. Fear is Jugupsa. Fear, that's why when people got afraid of Corona, I, uh, personally I felt... Here too in India, we don't believe in death. We should be such like August Rishi who would drink poison and say, Pachalia, Hogya, Corona. We can take sensible precautions. It's about fear, that fear, which is Jugupsa, extreme Jugupsa is born out of fear. Fear of everything. That's how Sri Krishna starts the message to Arjun. What is this state you have fallen into? You are afraid, afraid of everything. Afraid of action, afraid of sin, afraid of this, afraid of gods. What kind of a Kshatriya are you? What kind of a Arya are you? So he is reminding us to live in that universal delight. That vital being which begins to shrink. 
His very physical being has to know itself as no separate unity but as one with and sustaining in itself the whole flow of the indivisible force that is all things. His whole nature has to reproduce in the individual the unity, the harmony, the oneness in all of the supreme existence, consciousness, bliss. That's what the new creation is where each lives in all and all in each. The old creation is each for himself and all also for himself. <laughs> that goes one step further. So people often ask that, you know, but there is so much individuality. I said, we also have individuality. But our individuality of, is of the dharma-based individuality, the true individuality. Where you make a choice based on dharma and even if the world tells you against it, you stand by it. Because that's the way to bring the ultimate unity in creation. You stand by that choice. That's an individuality. Individuality is not like I will do whatever I feel like. That's a false individuality. And this is the gospel that we have unfortunately picked up. And therefore we believe that we must live for myself. And my children should also live for myself. Budhapika, Sahara and all that God knows. And society should also what benefit it is giving me and Modiji also or whatever government should also benefit all the schemes I must sit and everybody must benefit and God also he must serve me everything on the plate why should I do anything Are you are missing the joy he is giving us a joy of the journey imagine if he picks us up and suddenly we are asleep and we are transported we will miss so many things and perhaps we won't be able to breathe Mount Everest transported by magic Mansar over, somebody picks up and puts you there. You'll be disoriented. You'll say, Kahai mera ghar. You'll want to run back because you'll be asphyxiated. But when we walk, the joy of the journey, the chantings, the togetherness, and so many challenges, difficulties through which we move, then when we meet the Chandra Sekhar, then there is delight. Otherwise, we are unfit. So that's how there is. But all this is fine. The question is, <laughs> if it was as simple as that, it's okay. But we know that when we look at this world, when people lose that state, at some point the loss took place. Extreme. How did it happen? We know that it happened. Divine chose to conceal himself. Okay. We, can, we don't know why he chose to do it. We don't know how he did it. How he could do this? And then he has done it so well that it is so difficult to tear even one veil. What is this? And therefore when we look at the world from this side, which is a world of suffering and pain in that sense. Why suffering and pain? Not because majority is suffering and pain. Suffering and pain also come because there is a joy for the infinite. There is a need of the infinite. We want infinite knowledge, we want infinite power, we want infinite love, we want infinite bliss and we can't get it. So there is pain by paradox. We are seeking and we don't get. So there is a gap between what we have and what we do not have. This is the original have and have nots according to me. Haves and have nots are not people who are rich and people who are poor. They have twisted this. The have and have not are within us. And strangely, the more we move to the surface life to have, the more the gulf between the have and the have not within us increases paradox. 
So what we do? We want to have more and more. Because we don't know. We don't know any other way. Till one day a Buddha confronts King Ashoka and says, You have got it all wrong. <laughs> then life changes. Otherwise this is how it happens. The haves and the have not. The have and the have not. <laughs> so, he has to turn inside and discover. But why this difficult game? What is this veil? We all know, even if we have faith in God, it's not easy to tear the veil. And there is a reason for it, but let's not skip the step. Right now, what is this veil? And therefore, there are mystics who saw this state of humanity, that even if we have everything, still there is something missing. That's the anguish and the pathos captured in this line in the famous song Pyasa. Though it's written from a very communist point of view, but there is a touch of something seeking in it. You know, this man is going to be, suddenly has become successful. So everybody who had uh, thrown him out, suddenly want to felicitate him. And then he suddenly sees the absurdity of it all. And he walks away and says, sings that song. It ends on a tragic note, again, like all these What's the big deal if I get the whole world? Now this anguish. So this on one side one saw that. And some of these mystics could pierce this gulf. They are all born as human. How they could pierce? Not by an ascent to supermind. We will talk about it tomorrow. But because the divine is everywhere. And one can come in contact with him through any spot. There are doors he has created. Because he, it's like. Papa, he is like the ATM card or the problem solver and Mama is always there. All that you can call from any which way, any which place. I need help. Papa and Mama will not question, where are you? Have you risen to that? Have you achieved this? Then I will come. No, he is everywhere. So same way the divine can be contacted from any point, anywhere. Even an artha, crocodile, dumb prayer of a crocodile, not crocodile, sorry, the gaj, the elephant, gaj graha ki, usne rat lagai, turat khul gaye, uske vakuntizwari, he comes because this is job description that he will help everybody who ever seeks help. But that's a different matter. When they opened the door by that seeking, saw that glimpse, Hari coming with all his splendor. And on the other side, this world. What did they say? This is a paradox. And they didn't understand the paradox. So they said, well, this world has been overpowered by some agency called Maya. And the strange part in the philosophy of illusionism is, they explain the world very neatly. Of course, I read Vivek Chodamani long back in my college days, 17, 18. So, little bit I remember. But very logically explained this world, taken to the ultimate thing that it is illusion. Why? What is this illusion? Due to Maya. What it doesn't explain is what is this Maya? Where did Maya come from? <laughs> How suddenly it came? It overpowered Brahman Sachidanand. Such a power, how are we going to get rid of it? And so they created other kind of philosophies. Well, some Satan, some dark power, 
something came and overpowered but god had an alliance with that power that dark power please allow some of my you know those who either are initiated or tantra i'll take them back little bit will you please allow and the dark power said okay okay few you can take but the world will remain incorrigibly dark and we believe in such things because we are selfish that's how these philosophies flourish dark power overtake but if you turn to this guru or if you are change your name from janardan to johnny <laughs> or <laughs> jani <laughs> you can you can escape somehow mysteriously okay what have i to do with others i'll escape and this selfishness cannot give us the contact with ananda so where did this paradox come from so here shurabindo brings out what is this maya nowhere else i have read lot of spiritual literature at some point of time world is explained by maya but maya is not explained so we are explaining a paradox by another inexplicable paradox look at the <laughs> problem reminds us of that story of somebody who went kal gibran story that you know my child has had corona i mean some viral infection died so he went to physician why did he die he said there are infinitesimally small particles because of that he died is what can small particles making my grown up fall away so he goes to a guru he says why did he, my child go away he says will of the infinite again you don't know so he says between the infinitesimal and the infinite somebody has taken away my child and i don't know who is that so between brahman and jiva there is maya which we don't know what is this maya why it is there at all what is its origin that's important then only we can really understand and why they didn't understand maya because they saw the lower maya and not the higher maya so maya has these two aspects the original indian thought it is there so there is the lower maya which dilutes us we'll come to that that why it dilutes and how it dilutes and this is the higher maya which has become this lower maya incidentally and that higher maya liberates us both are maya that's why we have terms like vidya avidya and in the story of diti and aditi both are married to the same rishi kashyap and diti is surrounded by aditi so diti is the dark mother so when we are in it like in darkness we can't see anything other than ourselves so we live in ignorance egoism me and me alone but then when we are ready then that egg hatches out and we live in divine mother's consciousness then we see oh there are so many of us not only here aditi also illumines the the darkness of diti and we see so many souls are struggling and quite naturally universal being plunges into it but now consciously with the ray of light from mother aditi so maya has these two aspects there is the higher maya and the lower maya so what is the higher and lower first what is maya when the formless wants to manifest he is in that state where everything is possible so what does he do 
he said let there be light <laughs> and there was light right but there has to be a movement between god saying let there be light then there has to be power which perceives the will of the lord is to have light this power must be able to extract out light out of infinite possibilities and manifest light there has to be a operation it's not that the president has signed and things happen there are many many layers this executive power of the divine which operates to fulfill that original divine impulsion how by measuring out by delimiting each aspect it brings out so what will it do first first it will say ah sachidanand so we have satlok chidghan lok tapolok anand lok it will differentiate because that's its power the power within and then it will differentiate each into many many aspects like different styles of painting everyone is painter but because ananda must manifest in multiple ways dances kuchipudi odissi uh, kathakali bharatnatyam uh, every dance is dedicated to god but each is a different style the joy is different so this is how maya is the power which delimit brings out of the infinite various possibilities that are within so that each can have its play for who sake or the sake of the all blissful she presents all these things up till now it is okay still okay there is maharas happening there but then what happens to the play that it becomes totally chaotic totally disorderly why this higher maya changes into the lower maya and because we'll read the passage after the break because he also had this original will eko ham bahushyam one wants to become many how will he become many anything he brings out is naturally attracted and merges to become the many each must first become each part must become as if it is itself to take an example initially parents bring out children they like the children should be around them but after they are a little grown up parents want he should go take the challenge of the world experience of the world why because he knows otherwise he'll not grow so the child goes far away so far that the child sometimes forgets the parents except when there is a crisis otherwise he forgets and parents also find that you know they don't want that he should keep on calling and saying i have this problem that problem they're happy that the child is able to deal with the problems now he is growing into adulthood and when that child develops like the parent after many years or goes beyond him then the parent is proudest and puts the arms around the son and says my son i am proud of you that's why one vas of ram is necessary that's why the pandavas going through the challenges necessary and that's why our moving so far away from our divine parents to the point of almost forgetting that they exist 
was needed so that when we emerge, each of us is a unit of that unity of Sachidananda, an integer of the whole. That's why this creation has blossomed. We'll read more and more in detail after the break. Thank you. So we'll come at 6.15.